Hi, this is John Butters, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for S&P 500 companies and is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the third quarter earnings season for the S&P 500 and then discuss our topic of the week, which is annual earnings guidance from S&P 500 companies. Looking ahead to the third quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, analysts and companies have been more optimistic than normal in their estimate revisions and earnings outlooks for the third quarter. As a result, expected earnings for the S&P 500 for the third quarter are higher today compared to the start of the quarter. Despite this increase, the index is still expected to report the second largest year-over-year decline in earnings over the past 10 years, mainly due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on numerous industries within the index. Earnings growth is projected to return in 2021. In terms of estimate revisions, analysts increased earnings estimates in aggregate for the S&P 500 during the third quarter. We typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. For those of you that are not familiar with the bottom-up EPS estimate, it is an aggregation of the earnings per share estimates for all 500 companies in the index into a single earnings per share estimate for the entire index. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the third quarter increased by 4.1% from June 30th to September 30th. Now, this is unusual because in a typical quarter, analysts lower earnings estimates. Over the past five years, the bottom-up EPS estimate has fallen by 5% on average during the quarter. Over the past 10 years, the bottom-up EPS estimate has fallen by 4.4% on average during the quarter. And over the past 15 years, the bottom-up EPS estimate has fallen by 5.2% on average during the quarter. In fact, the third quarter marked just the third time in the past 10 years in which the bottom-up EPS estimate increased during the quarter. In terms of guidance, more S&P 500 companies have issued positive earnings guidance for the third quarter than average. When looking at corporate guidance, we typically compare the estimate provided by the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the company guidance. If the company guidance is above the mean estimate of analysts, we classify the guidance as positive. If the company guidance is below the mean estimate of the analysts, we classify the guidance as negative. At this point in time, 69 companies in the index have issued EPS guidance for the third quarter. Of these 69 companies, 23 have issued negative guidance and 46 have issued positive guidance. Thus, 46 of the 69 companies, or 67%, have issued positive earnings guidance for the quarter. This percentage is well above the five-year average of 32%. However, it should be noted that the overall number of companies issuing earnings guidance for the third quarter is well below the five-year average of 104. Therefore, it's likely that a number of S&P 500 companies that might otherwise have issued earnings guidance for the quarter did not provide guidance, likely due to the uncertainty around the impacts of COVID-19. Because of the net upward revisions to earnings estimates and the positive guidance from companies, the estimated year-over-year earnings decline for the third quarter is smaller now than it was at the start of the quarter. As of today, earnings for the S&P 500 are projected to decline year-over-year by 20.5%, compared to an estimated year-over-year decline of 25.3% back on June 30th. 
If 20.5% is the actual decline for the quarter, it will mark the second largest year-over-year decline in earnings reported by the index since the second quarter of 2009, trailing only the previous quarter. All 11 sectors are projected to report a year-over-year decline in earnings led by the energy, industrials, and consumer discretionary sectors. Looking at future quarters, analysts predict a year-over-year decline in earnings of 12.4% in the fourth quarter. However, they project a return to year-over-year earnings growth of 12.7% in the first quarter of 2021. The forward 12-month price-to-earnings ratio is 21.9, which is above the 5-year average and above the 10-year average. And during the upcoming week, 30 S&P 500 companies, including six Dow 30 components, are scheduled to report results for the third quarter. Now let's move on to our topic of the week, which is annual earnings guidance issued by S&P 500 companies. Now earlier in the podcast, we noted that fewer companies than normal have provided earnings guidance for the third quarter. However, companies often provide earnings guidance for the full year as well, which currently would be guidance for either 2020 or 2021. Heading into the previous earnings season, the earnings season for the second quarter, 184 S&P 500 companies that historically had provided annual earnings guidance either withdrew or did not provide annual earnings guidance, mainly due to the uncertainty around the impact of COVID-19. On the other hand, 101 S&P 500 companies did provide annual earnings guidance. As we head into the start of the third quarter earnings season, How many S&P 500 companies have continued to not provide or have withdrawn earnings guidance for either 2020 or 2021? How many S&P 500 companies are still providing earnings guidance for 2020 or 2021? To answer these questions, FactSec searched for comments on annual earnings guidance in the second quarter earnings releases, presentations, and conference call transcripts of the 285 S&P 500 companies that have historically provided annual earnings guidance. Of these 285 companies, 147, or 52%, stated that they were not providing earnings guidance or confirmed a previous withdrawal of earnings guidance for either 2020 or 2021. Almost all of these companies cited the uncertainty of the future economic impacts of COVID-19 as the reason for not providing or for withdrawing earnings guidance for the year. At the sector level, the consumer discretionary and industrial sectors had the highest number of companies withdrawing or not providing annual earnings guidance. On the other hand, 138 S&P 500 companies, or 48%, provided earnings guidance for 2020 or 2021. Of these 138 companies, 59 provided annual guidance that was higher than the previous guidance issued by the company. 41 maintained previous annual earnings guidance. 26 provided annual earnings guidance that was lower than the previous guidance issued by the company. And 12 initiated annual earnings guidance for the first time or hadn't issued any prior guidance. At the sector level, the healthcare and utility sectors had the highest number of companies issuing annual guidance. Thus, slightly more S&P 500 companies are not providing annual earnings guidance than providing annual earnings guidance as we head into the peak weeks of the third quarter earnings season. However, it should be noted that there was a 37% increase in the number of S&P 500 companies providing annual guidance during the second quarter earnings season relative to the first quarter earnings season. 
This increase can be attributed to an uptick in the number of companies reissuing annual earnings guidance during the Q2 earnings season after withdrawing or not providing annual earnings guidance during the Q1 earnings season. Overall, 37 S&P 500 companies that withdrew or did not provide annual guidance during the first quarter earnings season then provided annual guidance during the second quarter earnings season. It should also be noted there was a substantial increase in the number of S&P 500 companies issuing annual guidance that was higher than the previous guidance issued by the company. On the other hand, there was a significant decrease in the number of S&P 500 companies issuing annual guidance that was lower than the previous guidance issued by the company. So given the increase in the number of S&P 500 companies providing annual guidance in the second quarter after withdrawing annual guidance in the first quarter, and the increase in the number of S&P 500 companies issuing annual guidance above their previous guidance, it does appear that S&P 500 companies are gaining better visibility on future earnings as we head into the third quarter earnings season. Given that most S&P 500 companies have only one quarter remaining in their fiscal year, it would seem likely the number of S&P 500 companies issuing annual guidance for 2020 will increase again during the third quarter earnings season. This concludes our podcast for the week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out our FactSet Insight blog, Street Account Podcasts, and the full Earnings Insight Report. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. Music.